Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the 343 Podcast. My name is John Pronich, and I am your host. Today's episode is a special episode. We are going to revisit some articles from 343 that were published in 2011. Now, just a reminder, that was when U.S. Soccer fired men's national team head coach Bob Bradley and hired Jurgen Klinsmann. You're going to hear a clip from the podcast that I recorded with Bob Bradley, and you'll hear him talk about that moment that U.S. Soccer decided to let him go. You're going to hear me read several articles written by Gary Kleiben detailing his thoughts and his expectations at the time of Bradley's exit and Klinsman's introduction. And you're also going to hear clips from a Skype call between Gary and I. You're going to hear me grilling Gary about his positions back then and how he feels now, and how it's all still relative to everything that is happening with Jurgen Klinsmann being fired and Bruce Arena being handed the reins of the U.S. men's national team for the second time. Now, when I was doing this episode, and I was doing the research on all the articles and talking to Gary on Skype and, and just digging through everything, I was not surprised at all to see that the message from 343 and the message from Gary has been and continues to be clear and consistent year after year. And I think that's super important to highlight. I've provided links to all of the articles that are referenced in this episode. Uh, I've provided all those in the show notes and made those available on 343coaching.com slash podcast. So that's the number three, the number four, the number three, coaching, all spelled out. So C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G dot com slash podcast. 343coaching.com slash podcast. So you can revisit those and you can see for yourself. I also recommend checking out the comment sections of those articles because there's a lot of just good gold nuggets, a lot of responses from Gary to people that were commenting, a lot of just good comments as well from from readers. Um, and, and it's just super good to go back and revisit that stuff from the past. But while you're there, I also recommend checking out one of our coaching education courses, whether it's a free or the premium course, it doesn't matter. Because there, you'll also be able to see the consistency from 343 on the field as well. All right, let's go. I hope you enjoy this episode of the 343 podcast. Thank you for listening. Why Bob Bradley Got Fired, written on July 28, 2011. Congratulations. Whether you'd like to believe it or not, this is your triumph. I believe Bob was relieved of his duties in large part due to your collective voices. I had never witnessed such a strong and sustained outcry for the head of our national team coach, and that voice held strong until today. You would not allow the excuses to continue, you know, all those superficial, logical ones that only carry weight among those with snorkel gear instead of scuba gear. Well, you wouldn't let them get away with it any longer. You tweeted, you wrote on Facebook, and you were powerful commenters in the blogs. For me, it was truly interesting watching the transformation in voice and rhetoric from American bloggers who were under attack. It's not like they had a real change of heart or any enlightening soccer moment. Far from it. They're still clueless as ever. They simply bent under your pressure. Their foundation of excuses, which stem from their lack of deep understanding 
and is required to support their flawed philosophy, was buckling. If it weren't for you, they would just attribute the Gold Cup final to an injury, and we'd all move on. No more. If they want to appease a more sophisticated readership, they need to go learn. Because catering to the blind horde, of which, ironically, they are part of, places them in your crosshairs. And many times, you make them look like the amateurs that they are. And just like you forced their hand, you forced U.S. soccer's. Gulati and company don't enjoy the support base from the cheerleading, rosy picture-painting, excuse-making, superficial understanding media it had not too long ago. And generally, how goes the media? Goes the fan base, which in turn has money and job implications. So everyone is trying to save their asses. Bob Bradley was the fall guy. This is an example of how you can introduce accountability. Congratulations on winning this battle. All right. Well, that's how Gary felt about the moment that Bob Bradley got fired. But how did Bob feel about that? He opened up to me when I interviewed him a few months ago, and he said these exact words. So we had different ideas. And uh, we played a lot of good teams uh, between 2010 and, and 2011. Uh, you know, when, when I got fired, uh, they said to me, well, the results were no good. And I said, well, let's talk about results. Because we had played um, Poland with, uh, with Lewandowski and with uh, Kuba and with Piszczek and all these guys. We had played Colombia with Falcao and many uh, other big players. Uh, we had played a very good Paraguay team, uh, Tata Martina coach. We played them in, in Nashville. We lost one nothing, but I thought we played really well on the day. And so, you know, as we got to that Gold Cup, we still felt that our football was going in a good direction. And ultimately, uh, as we prepared for the final against Mexico, uh, uh, we knew that, that in the Rose Bowl that, that night was going to be uh, a crowd mostly uh, Mexican. Um, but we felt that we were ready to try to step up and play in their end and, and push the game and, and make sure that it wasn't a game where uh, Mexico had the ball the whole time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing in the U.S. because uh, when you lose to your arch rival, uh, when you're ahead 2-0 and then it's 2-2 at half and then you lose 4-2, the knives come out. A lot of people say um, this is... Uh, we four straight goals and this is terrible and everything. Uh, never mind that, that in one of the best games I saw this year, Juventus gave up four straight goals to, to, to Bayern. It's football sometimes. And if you're willing to, to play the best teams and if you're willing to try to step up and play in their end, then, you know, sometimes that's how you learn. And, and I thought the Gold Cup final in 2011 was a great game. Uh, when it was 3-2 Mexico, we hit the crossbar. Um, but, uh, the response from too many people was, uh, time for a change. And, and so from, for me, that was the, the last one. So if you had to go out, uh, it went out in a final, went out, uh, on a game that I still, uh, I tell many people, if you want to sit and watch that game with me, no problem, because as much as we lost as disappointing as it was, 
that was a great final. That was a great game. It was a great Mexican team. So, you know, uh, for me, I've never looked back on that part of it because I always felt that football-wise, we were trying to push things, continue to move forward, and, and continue to try to be the best team we could. All right, so Bob Bradley got fired, and U.S. soccer cited lack of results. Now, we could argue back and forth on whether or not that was just or not, but let's move forward. Jurgen Klinsmann is now fired. What was the difference between the outcry when Bob Bradley got fired and when Jurgen Klinsmann was fired? I asked Gary about his thoughts on that. Here's what he had to say. You also mentioned in another in another article, and this, these are all like all around the same time in 2011, that you'd never witnessed such a strong outcry for the head of our national team coach. And I think that mm-hmm. there was a huge outcry for the head of Jurgen this last two weeks. Times so. ten, times yeah, 10. times ten. What it was for Bradley, yeah. But what was the difference between the the two outcries? I think that. It's times 10, not necessarily because soccer has grown in this country in five years, which I think it has, but not the soccer has not grown by a factor of 10. Um, I think the larger outcry is because Jurgen, you know, kind of challenged our culture and started saying that everybody here in the States is soft and that our competitive environment is extremely low. And yeah, and you know, and the MLS audience didn't take well to that. And he also said that the media uh, lacks, you know, soccer savviness or an education in one way or another, one form or another. And that completely, you know, erupted the volcano that is both MLS and and its media. And so both of those entities kind of aligned themselves against him and fueled the, the flames, you know, of... Uh, the fans against him as well and and their audience believed him and so it just intensified that never happened with bob bob was in my opinion exclusively a results oriented uh, outcry uh results oriented outcry that we're not making progress on the results front jurgen has a lot more to do with non-result based anger so bob bradley was fired Jurgen Klinsmann was hired, and many people, many people, felt and believed that Jurgen Klinsmann was an upgrade. So let's revisit another old blog post from 343 about Jurgen Klinsmann. Klinsmann, The Upgrade, written on August 4th, 2011. World Cup champ. Eurochamp, Germany 2006 coach, Bayern Munich, blah, blah, blah. Looks great from 10,000 feet, huh? That's the resume pedigree trap. Don't fall into it, because it loves to claim victims. Hopefully it's understood by now that a sparkling player resume doesn't correlate with quality coaching. And coaching resumes? Well, we need to be careful too. But, And it's a huge but. Here's six pluses we've never had before. Number one, Jurgen Klinsmann has soccer DNA. Number two, if the stories of him rejecting U.S. soccer's past offers 
and the reasons for the rejections are true, then he better understands the requirements for long-term success and he's in it for the right reasons. Number three, he's made public statements of what he perceives to be the issues with U.S. soccer and in a tone as if they are correctable. That alone is making him accountable for progress in those areas. Number four, control. I don't know how much authority he commands, but if it's his people who will run the youth national teams and scouting network, then they too will have soccer DNA and will be aligned with number three above. Five, a stronger global network and credibility. Clinsey's player recommendation to a South American or a Euro club will carry far more weight than Mickey Mouse. Our general American player pool, not just the national team, stands to benefit. And number six, more eyeballs. Clubs around the world will be following the U.S. national team more than ever before. And as a result, the exposure our players receive will be unprecedented. So there he was, Jurgen Klinsmann, the upgrade, the World Cup champ, the dude with soccer DNA, with all the connections all over the world. He came in and he started talking about changing a lot. But did he? Uh, I'm just I'm going to keep picking apart a few different uh, a few different posts. But leading up to, I think it was when. Uh, 2010 World Cup is when is when Jurgen like first started to kind of critique the American soccer system. So he had made some public statements, um, and, and you you wrote about that. So one of the things uh, that we had never had before was somebody who'd kind of you know challenged the system. Um, and you said that he mentioned those things in a tone as if they are correctable. So that alone may, is making him accountable for progress in those areas. So th- thinking back, can you remember what those things were and if he made any type of impact in those areas? No, yeah, I think I, I vaguely remember. I do remember uh, writing that phrase or that sentence. I just don't remember the exact things that he said that felt what he was actually referring to as correctable. I th- I think it may have been, it was playing style, wasn't it? I think it was, you know, taking it to the opponent and not being like a bunker encounter sort of traditional American team. I think that's what I was referring to. And and in that regard, you know, I've never seen a Jurgen team really bunker encounter um, the way that that Bradley and Arena bunkered encountered I, I just don't recall that we're we're all 11 of, of our guys are like sitting you know pretty much at our 18 yard line and then trying to break and see if we can fish something on the counter i think Jurgen was a lot more played a lot more openly and didn't have all 11 guys on the 18 so from that perspective cool he he was a, a bit more aggressive you know if we just think of what happened a couple weeks ago with mexico playing three five two that seems pretty, pretty open and aggressive, uh, even though we are at home and supposedly we are supposed to take the initiative. Um, I don't know if he got that from looking at Chile playing against Mexico and say, hey, you know what, we want to attack Mexico like this. 
but it just seems like he was more aggressive. He just there was never any identity, John. There was never any rehearsed tactical play, in my opinion. So on that front, the total failure as well. A failure. Jurgen Klinsmann was a failure, according to Gary. But that's funny, though, because if you follow Gary, then you know he's actually been a supporter of Jurgen Klinsmann. So I had to ask Gary. I had to ask him about that. You've always been, like, I don't even say... I would say critical of his coaching style. You've just been public about like, yeah, he's a average or mediocre manager, yep. Yep. but you've always supported him as well. Yep. What's, how can you, how can you say he's mediocre, but support him? Yeah, Cause two things. One is who's his replacement. If we're going to replace him with somebody that's phenomenal, that's awesome. You know, a legit international, then I, I don't support him. I want him out, you know, but that's not the case. They want to replace him with an MLS coach, which is on his, just his level, you know, another mediocre coach. Uh, but somebody from MLS is not going to challenge the culture, the system, which is the actual problem in our country. And Jurgen, you know, said a handful of things, which, you know, at least lent credence to those of us who have been fighting for the same thing, that the culture needs to be different and the competition level needs to be different. So that's why I support him, man. And I think you wrote all these things. So 2011, this is before uh, you kind of went all in on the idea that promotion relegation is like the underlying problem um, in U.S. soccer. But Jurgen had kind of come out, and he'd been critical about that prior, and I think that he'd been critical about that a few times publicly uh, during his during his tenure. Is that a reason why you've uh, you've been a supporter of him? Yeah, of course, absolutely, man. You, you mean critical? He was critical, meaning he was saying that MLS is just not competitive, and and that. Uh, He's like a believer in promotion relegation. That's yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. Any somebody somebody at that level that has that sort of public stage, whenever they say something like that, you know I'm gonna back them because if if that's the underlying root cause, which I wholeheartedly believe, one thousand percent I'm I'm behind them. So now he, he said he said other things too, like when Dempsey came back from Europe or Bradley came back from Europe or Altador came back from Europe. You know, he called these things out. He's like, listen, this is, this is just not a good thing for the national team program. And then a couple of years ago, or several years ago, when it was rumored that he was encouraging or trying to help our American based players to go overseas and even to the youth level, that is the right move to make. And yet the establishment you know, and through the media, they bashed that, you know, and, and so he was trying to do the right things from, from a non coaching front, you know, meaning forget the tactical stuff, forget the training on the field for, forget man management at the national team level. He's trying to do the right things by American soccer. 
And American soccer didn't want it to happen. So that's why I support them, and that's why I'm pissed off at everybody else. Before we get much further into this, I need to highlight that we're revisiting articles that were written five years ago at this point. Five years. And we're talking about how much progress was made or not made during Jurgen Klinsmann's time as the leader of our national team. So let's revisit some of the expectations that we had for Jurgen or for whoever was going to take over at that point when Bob Bradley was fired, as they were assuming the U.S. men's national team head coaching role, and see if anything should be different, or is different, or will be different, now that Bruce Arena is taking over. On replacing Bob Bradley, Rongen, and the whole entourage, written on July 5th, 2011. What are the expectations? That is key. I think people are getting it confused. Hiring a manager who actually has a clue will not get us to the World Cup final, and perhaps not the quarters of the cycle either. That is not the discussion we should be having. That is not the appropriate metric to use. Defenders of the entourage or those with difficulty piercing through the fog of score lines, are stuck citing this or that result as a sign of progress, and then subsequently stuck searching to find reasons for adverse results. What escapes them are the fundamentals, and hence the capacity for seeing our trajectory. Two fundamental signs of progress. You want to take a real step forward? Well, Our entire philosophy must change, from what defines a quality player to how a team should play. That is what elite-level management at the senior and youth national teams can begin correcting. It's a process, how one plays, and at what club level a country's top players play, are good indicators of the current state and future projection of a nation's program. If the new management can, one, implement a discernible style, and two, select players of true quality who then end up actually playing at top flight clubs in the best leagues, then that is a good measure of progress. Once we have two, three, five Americans starting for Champions League level clubs, then we can say proper work has been done towards being a legitimate contender. That is what the expectation of a new management should be. That is a good fundamental metric of success, not tying Argentina in a friendly, or a fluke against Spain, or limping through to the World Cup round of 16 quarters, or even semis. Adjust your mentality. And no, results are not abandoned. We should still expect CONCACAF dominance in getting past the World Cup group stage except that now there is a real platform from which to aspire to greatness. If you, uh, if you revisit some of the titles of these, uh, these articles, you can kind of just drag and drop 
names now into these things. And so on replacing Jurgen Klinsmann and insert name here and the whole entourage, I mean, that still applies mm-hmm. today. So five years later. So what, I, what needs to happen now that these guys need to be replaced? <laughs> this is, this is what pisses me off, man. We're like in a vicious cycle where those in charge, be it Sunil or Don Garber or, you know, the owners of the MLS teams or, you know, that group that actually is governing the ecosystem, they perpetually, they put us on this hamster wheel, man, where it's like every several years, it's a new program or a new initiative. And then, you know, the lowly fan, and I, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but, you know, people on the outside just don't see that they're on this hamster wheel and they get all excited about this new initiative or the new coach. And it's just more of the same, man, because the people who are responsible aren't being held accountable. And the national team coach isn't the one who who is ult- where the buck ultimately stops. You know, the buck ultimately stops with these people who actually are making the rules and making the coaching hires and making the technical director hires and you know, architecting the landscape as they see fit. So going back to your question about the entourage and what needs to happen now, yeah, okay, clean house. You know, you need to clean house again. The problem is that they're going to clean house and then implant Bruce Arena. uh, And in the 0.1% chance it's not him, they're going to put in somebody else, you know, from the establishment. And they're going to bring in their their enclave there and, and keep things status quo as it's been five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. So just think of it this way. If Bruce is the coach and like Landon Donovan is an assistant coach, I'm like, what, what business does Landon Donovan have being the assistant coach at the national team level, you know, without any coaching experience? That's not, I don't think that's what the country needs, man. The country needs somebody. And a paradigm shifter, as I mentioned the other day. So somebody like Bielsa. Somebody like Bielsa comes in and cleans house, right? The whole federation from the senior national team to the U13 or U12 uh, national team scouts, all of it. And have it be like his people or his people start searching, the scouring the country for the right people to put in those positions. Then we can start seeing something meaningful happen. Uh, over the course of the next five years. But that's not their plan, dude. Their plan is to keep it simple, to go with Bruce, and then the media will be happy because Bruce is one of them and not you know, one of these foreigners. And the fans will kind of be happy because, well, what do they know? They're, they're just listening to these guys in the media who don't know shit either. So that's what's happening, dude. I'm not happy. Klinsman, what are the expectations? Written on August 1st, 2011. Now is the time to clearly set up expectations. Be specific. What should his charter be? I've stated this before, but let me repeat not only what I think is achievable, but what everyone should be in line with. He should, number one, Implement a discernible style. Number two, identify and select players that ultimately get picked up 
and play for Champions League level clubs. Number three, results. Maintain CONCACAF dominance with Mexico and get out of group play in World Cup 2014. And number four, hold his youth national teams in line with the above three requirements. These are the critical top-level items that will establish a strong platform upon which we can build something meaningful. That is what I will hold Klinsman's tenure accountable to. Okay, so we've revisited a handful of articles that Gary wrote back in 2011. You've heard Gary talk a little bit about how he's feeling right now that Jurgen's been fired and Bruce Arena is coming in. But what are the expectations? What are the real world expectations? Okay, the remainder of this is going to be bits and pieces of Gary talking about those real world expectations and some other stuff sprinkled in. No more articles. No more revisiting the past. It's time to talk about now and the future. One of the one of the articles that you wrote, I think August 2011, was Klinsman. What are the expectations? Mm-hmm. You wrote you wrote just four simple points, and it was style of play, identifying select players that get picked up by uh, Champions League level clubs, maintain Concacaf dominance, um, and get out of group play in in the World Cup 2014, and then hold his youth national team coaches in line with the above three requirements. So now that there's now that there's somebody new coming in, so we can pro- like you said, point point one percent chance that it's not going to be Arena. So Arena, what are the expectations? What are my like real expectations, or what should the expectation be? <laughs> yeah, because no, my both, both, yeah. So what what should they be? And then yeah, what, what should they be? Okay, uh, Arena should do those exact same things is get out of group in the world cup, uh, qualify obviously to the world cup to, to begin with a implement a, an identity and a style of play. That's obvious. If you want to be a bunker and counter team, beautiful, do it. And I want to see it done. Like, you know, for back, lack of a better phrase, I want to see it done to perfection. I want to be able to watch a game and say, Oh, I see what you're doing, dude beautiful bunker encounter next game. Oh, beautiful bunker encounter. Beautiful. But it has to be rehearsed and tactically executed. I want to see that. I want to see a style of play. If you want to do something, you know, more possession based. Awesome. I want to see it happen. So style of play world cup group, uh, big one, which is bashing, you know, our lack of competitive professional soccer environment. He needs to go after that. And he needs to start challenging the culture. He needs he needs to say things like, we aren't competitive. We need to start sending our players overseas and not have them come back to, to MLS and have a cushy lifestyle. So all of the same things that Jurgen was saying, that's what Bruce Arena should be saying as well. Those are my expectations. If I, I'm trying what's, to... Uh, what's going to happen? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Didn't didn't Bruce say something like in the last year or two years, like where he challenged the media too in a, in a way that Jurgen kind of did? Like he told him like he basically told him like fuck off, you guys don't know what you're doing. 
Yeah, and that might be a good thing. That's what I'm the little string of hope I'm clinging to. The problem is the media has has kind of painted Bruce in, in a oh, that's just Bruce sort of way. You know what I'm saying? So they're making they're making it out to seem like a one big joke. You know, like oh, that's just Bruce being Bruce, his personality. You know, and that softens the blow of what he's actually saying. If that makes sense. No, totally. And, 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 and the fans kind of buy that. Be, and, and also because he's one of them, you know. But here you have big bad Jurgen, a foreigner who's won everything as a player, who's been in the ultra competitive cauldron that is Europe, coming here with that sort of authority and weight behind him and not a member of the U.S. establishment and saying, listen, guys. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Our competition sucks. Our players are soft. We need to get them to Europe. And then all hell breaks loose. So they can't just say, ah, that's just Jurgen being Jurgen. So going back to like arena, what are the expectations? What, what do you think the, the real world expectations, not necessarily what they should be, but what do you think the real world expectations of arena are going to be? Get out of the World Cup qualifying group, third place, because, you know, big bag Jurgen already put him at a disadvantage by losing the first two games. Uh, get out of the group phase of the World Cup. Uh, yeah, and and just shut up and make America great again. <laughs> do, you, do you think no, that, that's, the, that, that's the expectation is like, hooray, we got rid of the foreigner. Yes. We got our own man back. At, at what point do you think it's appropriate to start calling out people other than like Jurgens and Bob's and Bruce's and Sunil's like those, are, those are the guys that, you know, you see all the time. And you see in the media, you, they, they're, they're the ones that are at press conferences and, and whatnot. But at what point do you start or is it, is it time to like start calling out guys like Tony Lepore or, or those types of people in the, in the lower ranks? Yeah, that's a good question, man. That's a really good question. Yeah, it's it. I don't know, man. That's a good question. It, it's a challenge because, you know, if I'm already saying that the senior national team coach has has little power to affect influence, you know, how much does does somebody on a lower on the lower tier have as far as influence is concerned um, to change what really needs to be changed? So. I don't know if, if I or somebody else needs to waste energy on that, but at the same time, they need to be held accountable as well, you know, and, and probably the only way to do that is to publicly start mentioning their names a lot more. It's just, I don't know what, I, I just haven't given that so much thought, man, aside from me not being happy, happy with a lot of those people too. Well, it's just, it, it almost seems like those people have, survived some of these cycles and they've been on this hamster wheel that you kind of mentioned. Uh, they've been on this ride for, you know, now maybe even three, three cycles or three coaches. 
go yep. back and then going yep. back into Bruce. So if if people are talking about you know Jurgen's not developing players or Bob's not developing players, it's like okay, well whose job was it to develop or find or scout yeah. scout yep. these players? And these guys have been in the picture for 10, 15, 20 years. So maybe, yeah. maybe those are the ones that, that need to be changed or called out or, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. You might be right, John. You might be right. It may, it may be more important to call those guys out than, than the top dog. You may be right, dude. But it's just it, like. It, 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 seems, it seems more sensitive. Um, and I don't know who needs to be doing the calling out. It just seems more sensitive because they're not like public figures, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so if you start, you know, doing something like that and holding people like that accountable in the public sphere, you know, what is that? I, I, I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, if, if, because I'm more, it's just coming to my head because I work at the university. If, if you call out the president of the university or the education system or people of that stature, you know, then that's fine for a newspaper to do something like that, you know, or a media outlet. But what happens if a newspaper, you know, hates, you know, Gary Kleiben, physics professor, you know, at Cal State Fullerton, and then just starts doing, you know, hit pieces on me that, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm ruining students and like I should be fired and they should bring in a world-class, you know, physicist over here. I don't know how it's just weird, you know, and, and maybe, but maybe that's the direction that society is going. It's just, I don't know if it's now or when. Yeah. Like arena too. Like arena's never, like really had the, like his feet held to the fire. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. True. And he's, and he's going back into a, into a position. He's inheriting kind of like a, a not a shit storm, but you know, he's, he's inheriting a, a bad situation right now after two losses. And, you know, it's kind of like whatever, whatever happens right now, it's not going to be arena's fault no matter what. That's right. Like they can, That's always, right. they can go back and be like, Klinsman fucked everybody up. That's right. That's right. That's right. Total win-win, dude. He's a hall pass. It's total win-win. Now, Klinsman fucked everything up, and, and if, he, if he does well, if he qualifies, you know, comes in second and half or whatever and gets out of the group stage, he is like the savior, you know, and he's able to retire as being like the greatest of all time here in the U.S., which is – I'm face-palming, dude. It's just – I can't even. I can't even, dude. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) All right. That is all we have for you on today's episode of the 343 podcast. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, everything that we referenced, all the articles and everything we talked about is all available for you on 343coaching.com slash podcast. So that's the number three, the number four, number three, coaching dot com slash podcast so all the links to all the articles that we reference are available there i highly encourage you to go check them out and check out everything else that we have available on 343coaching.com all right with that we will catch you guys next time we really appreciate you listening and okay that's it goodbye